Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the WP Builds Podcast. My name is Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. Today I'm going to be joined by James Rose. Now, you may have heard of James Rose. He's um, a sort of serial entrepreneur. Um, But in this case, we're going to be talking about one thing and one thing only, which is his new software-as-a-service product called Content Snare. Now, Content Snare is a system which enables you the web development agency or freelancer, to gather up client content in a straightforward and simple way. Um, It's a really excellent app, um, and I think I shall be using it in the future. But we'll get to that a little bit later, because first of all, as always, we're going to be doing the news. I should mention, first of all, though, that uh, I had a few um, emails over the last months or so with people asking me to uh, sort of potentially change the music at the beginning of the podcast because they think it's a little bit rubbish. Well, just so that you know, the intention is that it's really awful. That is exactly what I'm trying to do. I genuinely want it to be really hideous and terrible just because that's my kind of sense of humour and I like it. And uh, and the general consensus in a little vote that we had recently was that it, it should stay. So I'm sorry, I really like it. I hope it doesn't put you off too much, but it's staying. Okay, Um, here we go. WordPress news. The first piece of news today comes from the WPMU Dev website. A couple of weeks ago, they made their Defender plugin uh, free. Previously, you had to have a WPMU Dev subscription. Well, they've done the same thing again with um, one of their uh, plugins called Hummingbird. Now, the idea with Hummingbird is that it speeds up your website um, by sort of, it sort of walks you through a checklist of things that you could do, and it checks whether they have been done. So it's things like um, browser caching, minification of JS, gzipping and compressing, all of that kind of stuff. And it's got Cloudflare integrations. The idea really is that you you sort of go and do the work. It's not a point and click solution. You have to go and um, fix it, but then it just sort of double checks that all of those things have been fixed and tests it and so on. I think it's fairly decent, and the fact that it's now free, I think, is is quite laudable on their part because they didn't really need to do that. So there we go. Hummingbird from WPMU Dev is now free. Okay, this second piece of news comes from Kevin Muldoon at kevinmuldoon.com. And it's a really interesting thought. And I confess I've had this exact same thought many times before. And it's about the need for WordPress.org websites in the future to require that plugins upon uninstall remove themselves completely. Because as you probably know, every time you install a plugin, it creates fields or possibly additional tables in the database. And the vast majority of those plugins upon uninstall will um, do nothing with those fields and tables. They will simply just leave them there. And of course, over time, if you've installed plugins, uninstalled them, they didn't work out. You've basically just got a massive growing bloated database. And it can be pretty tricky to remove these kind of things. Now, obviously with things like Windows, um, you're quite used to the uninstall process and 
quite a lot of uh, Windows apps will scrub themselves completely. You know, they'll move their files into the bin um, and move their databases into the bin and so on. And the idea is that this would be a good requirement for plugins uh, in the WP repo. And, and personally, I, I don't see that there's anything harmful about this. I think it would be a win. Um, I'm not sure whether it would be a mandatory thing, but if um, if it was a tick box that you could tick for your own plugin and say, look, we'll completely remove ourselves, um, I think that would be a good thing. And I know that it's possible because some plugins actually do do this. So there you go. Um, have a look at that article. I think it's really interesting. Okay. Now, this next one comes uh, from the... Well, it, I, really, this piece of news has sort of spread over the last few days, and I've picked up on it from WP Tavern. Um, this piece of news is all about um, a chap called Jesse Peterson. Now, you may not have heard of Jesse Peterson, but he was a great mover and shaker in the Genesis space. And um, also, the, the reason I know of him is because of the course that he did on Treehouse um, about Genesis several years ago. Well, the, the sad news is that um, Jesse passed away a few days ago. Um, and there is a page online, if you look in the article... Uh, from WP Tavern, there are various links and um, ways to to donate money to his family because he uh, he was the sole breadwinner, and it, although his death was sort of to some extent uh, expected, he needed a transplant, and the organ didn't become available in time. Um, if you got some benefit out of his stuff, I think the idea really is that you would uh, potentially go and donate. To, uh, to his family so that they can, uh, you know, continue the lifestyle to which they are accustomed. So a bit of sad news there. Okay, and the last piece of news is an article. Uh, it's on the WP Elevation website, and it's written by Christina Hawkins. And she is, I think it's a lovely elucidation of the value that you bring as a web developer or a freelancer uh, in the era of Wix, Squeebly, and Squarespace, the the idea being that you bring value, and she go the, the article's huge. It's a real um, enormously long article, several thousand words, and she goes through various things that you should be bringing and you can bring to the client, and essentially ways that you can demonstrate uh, your value uh, to the to the customer. It's well worth a read from start to finish. Um, and it just gives you some very good talking points about, you know, why you're better than a point and click solution on a hosted platform. Okay, so that's the news done. I should say that if during the next period you hear bangs and clatters, which you can hear now. Oh, no, it stopped. Uh, it's because I'm having some building work done. And I'm actually doing these episodes from my house. So if uh, you hear any noises in the background, sudden bangs and wallops, well, you know what it is. It's it's Dave the Builder uh, bashing his hammers. Yeah. So anyway, moving on, we are now going to uh, listen to myself talking to James Rose. It was recorded a, a few weeks ago. But it, like I say, it's all about Content Snare, his platform for gathering content from clients, which, to be frank is my single biggest nightmare, getting clients in a consistent, reliable way that's workable so that they've given you something which you can use so that the text copy is not too short, not too long, is punchy enough and so on. And it has mechanisms in there to approve and deny, not just um, on a page-by-page -page basis, but on a field-by-field -field basis. Anyway, you'll find out more um, as the podcast goes on, but I hope you enjoy this episode. So here we go. 
Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Um, today, straight and direct from Brisbane in Australia, we have uh, James Rose. Now, James is a slightly different take for us on this podcast because usually we're dealing with kind of like WordPress issues, building websites with WordPress, WordPress plugins, that kind of thing. And this is sort of slightly tangential in that not directly related to WordPress, but very, very related to the business um, of building WordPress websites because James currently is in the process of beta testing a product which I have had the privilege to play with called Content Snare. No doubt we'll get to that in a moment, um, but it's going to save you an awful lot of time, boys and girls. So, um, hello, good morning or good evening or good afternoon, James. How are you doing? I am doing pretty bloody well. How about you, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, really good, thanks. Um, so, James, tell us a little bit. It's a bit of a boring introductory question, but tell us a little bit about yourself and um, you know what it is that you do and how you do it and who you do it with, and uh, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, that really depends on how far back you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Six months. Let's start at the, uh, <laughs> all right, all the right. first time you yeah, walked. No, we... <laughs> Sorry? The first time you walked. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, well, I was born in <laughs> the sleepy town. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, we were in. Uh, we started in software a while back, and we built a couple of software products. Um, and at some point, uh, we sort of made the transition into web development, uh, mostly because whenever we said software, people complained about their web developers. I don't know. They seem to associate web development and software in the same um, same as the same thing. Um, so we thought, you know, what? We'll start building some websites and 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 try and you know do a good job of these things. Um, but uh, along that time, we sort of we were always had our eye out for a problem that we could solve with software, and that sort of came to us. Actually, you said six months, but it's pretty much six months ago now. Uh, that's how long Content Snare has been in development, uh, and we sort of noticed that there was a couple like the the web design process is uh, let's just say it's not very efficient in most businesses. <laughs> Uh, and including ours, you know, we had a lot of, um, sort of bottlenecks that were uh, causing, you know, serious delays in projects or, or just undue stress, really. That's what it came down to. And um, the biggest of those was, was it was the web brief and um, actually getting content out of clients. But then I interviewed a few other web designers and it turned out that content was pretty much their biggest problem. Uh, pain point as well uh so i guess that's how content snare started and since then it's been just a process of talking to people and seeing what we could do to alleviate that a little bit uh and yeah like you said we're in beta now as of about three weeks ago and we're hopefully launching in about 10 days uh, for, you know, 11 days everything goes to plan nice we should probably <laughs> spend a bit of time describing the sort of pain point now this is this is huge to me because I went through this about a month ago on a horrible level. Um, we're talking about the point where you've you've sent the proposal out, the proposal's been accepted, everybody's happy, you're all, you know, you're doing a merry dance and you're best friends <laughs> and all of that. And then it comes time to say to the client, please, can I have the stuff that you promised to give me? Um, <laughs> your images, your audio, your video, your text and everything. And then utter roadblock. Now, over the years, I've had... I think every system that, that could have been imagined, you know, like from taking a pen drive round in desperation to the <laughs> actual office and sort of saying, look, just put it all on there. I'll sort it out. 
to, well, the last iteration that I just had was a Dropbox folder, which I then filled up with subfolders for each page and, and, and I even made a video to explain what to put in each of the little folders. Absolute silence. Completely nothing. Oh, well. um, and eventually it trickles in and it trickles in and it you know and eventually you get there but honestly that month was just tortuous and it largely came about because a my process was a pile of rubbish and b hmm. i don't think they genuinely understood what it was that i was asking for so content snare uh, broadly is could be described i guess as a system which you you subscribe to um, you fill up um, in the back end with all the stuff that you want your client to give to you and then they see a different front end and they just upload the content, type the text in and, and all of that kind of stuff. Now, I've done it no justice there. Do you want to describe <laughs> in detail what it is that you've done and, and where the boxes are and how it works and so on and so forth? Well, to be honest, you've done pretty well, at least on the main <laughs> the main side of things. You know, like it is... Uh... It's for all intents and purposes, especially version one, is it's kind of a form builder on steroids uh, yeah. where it's not just like gravity forms where you put in a bunch of fields and, and let them send it all up in one go or whatever, but a place where they can come back and you can approve or reject content. But I think I think the main uh, the time saver in it is the automatic follow ups. Uh, you know, so I found we were losing a lot of time on. I guess, you know, like you were just saying, you know, the the content trickles in. And when you say that, it's probably trickling in via email or, yep. you know, and each time you do that, let's say you waste 30 seconds to a minute, you know, even if at best case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it all adds up and it's just more things on your plate and it's stressful. Like that's, it was easily like the thing that I guess annoyed me the most when we were building websites. Um, so that was the main thing, uh, that I wanted to take off our plate was the, the, you know, following up and co like collecting that information together, you know, cause it, they'll usually send you like one word document, uh, in this email and a couple of images in this email and one of them's too small. So you have to ask for that one again. Um, you know, and there's just formatting and content and stuff all over the place. So I guess that those things were what built you know that's that's what we built into content snare to to make it to take all those variables out so it just does the following up and you've got a central place for everything and it keeps the formatting and everything the way it should be or the way you want it yeah the the, the way that i've kind of been working it in my most re recent iteration with this sort of google doc setup is i i create a folder for every page that's going to be on the website assuming that there's a you know a finite number of predefined pages and then I'll kind of have, um, a, a, I don't know, a normal Google Doc into which they can type their text. And then I'll have another Google Doc for images, sorry, a folder for images and a folder for mm -hmm. other miscellaneous stuff. And my, my desperate attempt there is to try to get the client to, okay, this is the homepage. Everything for the homepage, go in here. Put it in here. It says homepage on it. And here's the About <laughs> Us page. Put the, the About Us... No, it just doesn't happen. The content in, in every folder is utterly different. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the client in this particular case. I mean, to be fair, they're a little bit older and they're probably a little bit tech savvy, but I thought I'd done my best. Now, your system kind of blocks it out on a page-by-page -page basis, doesn't it? So essentially, you know you're on the homepage, you're entering content for the homepage. And what I really like 
is that you can um, you can like put little images in there so you can sort of describe what a hero image is so if you set up a field for okay this is the hero image like you, no, who knows what a hero image is you and I do but <laughs> your man yeah. uh, you know my client doesn't so you you include a little photo and things like that and um, so yeah I think it's going to save me a lot of time my guess is that you know once the beta period is over um, you're going to launch it in 10 days and you I'm guessing I'm really hoping for you that this <laughs> is going to really take off um, and you know going to be able to up yeah yeah upload content <laughs> on a page by page basis how has the beta gone it's uh it's been actually pretty good to be honest um just just one thing there um the page by page thing is we've kind of left it open right so i think for web developers and web designers that's the way it will be like they'll use tabs for uh, pages and then you can have sections within each page for example you could have the header uh header section where you've got a headline and a hero image um and then you've got fields within the section so that's kind of the logical structure we've used, um, but we have actually seen people using it differently. You know, like they're not assigning, like not doing it by page. I guess that might, uh, you know, that it's it's funny that that's the thing when you build software. It's yeah. it's not always used the way you intended. Yes, uh, but that is what you've described there is pretty much how we intended it to be used and how most people are using it. Um, but yeah, like the the beat is gone. It, it's you know, we were so nervous. Oh man, when when we to get our first like real people in the system, uh, you know, because there's always that fear that um, they're going to come in and go, "Oh, this is crap." You know, we can't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been pretty good. Like we started, I think the first week we let in sort of like 25 people just to keep it really low, and make sure like nothing catastrophic happened, and then. Then we went up to about a hundred, and now we're at I think uh, three hundred people in there. Yeah, um, just to make sure the support desk didn't get absolutely flogged as well. <laughs> but uh, it's been pretty good. It's it's funny the um, the biggest issue people have had so far is is actually um, just making sure they sign up before they log try to log in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we made something not obvious enough there, so that's uh, you know that's a big thing, right? There's obviously something we've we've done wrong that we've got to uh, make a bit more obvious, or you know whether it's in the instructions or. Uh, so that, I guess that's that's the big thing with beta is is finding these little things that people. You know, they say, oh, I, you know, I can't do this. And it's like, well, you can. It's just over here. So maybe we need to make that more obvious. Yeah. Uh, it's just been a lot of that kind of thing. We, I, I should say, I signed up about, I think, two or three weeks ago when I knew you were coming on the podcast. And I've had a little play. I confess I haven't used it as a as a real world scenario. You know, I, I always am mm-hmm. a bit cautious like that. If something says beta, I'm going mm-hmm. to treat it oh, like totally. that. Um, uh, and, but I, you know, I set up a few things and deleted a few things and I've ended up sort of wiping it clean so that there's basically nothing there and and what have you, Uh, but I, uh, watching your videos about how to do it, it just looked like a really sort of sensible system, but I am interested to, to, to sort of know, um, you know, if, if my take on it was, we're going to do this on a page by page basis, I'm assuming kind of that everybody that's using this product is some sort of web page builder or developer. Uh, probably not. Have you got anybody who's not doing anything like web pages who are gathering content for something, I don't know, like journalists or something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, I've had 
this discussion slash debate uh, several times with different people um, because there's definitely a lot more a lot more applications for this than just uh, web designers. Uh, like we've had, I know a bookkeeper friend of mine uh, wants to use it. Um, a guy who runs Facebook ads, uh, he's been at me, you know, <laughs> asking me when it's going to go live for a long time. Um, my business partner described it to a friend of his who's in engineering and he was like, oh, we could use that as well. Yeah. Um, like, you know, big construction projects. But, I mean, the thing is, it, you've got a niche, right? Like, it applies to pretty much every everything in my eyes, you know, like uh, web designers who do uh, a little bit of everything for everybody tend to struggle. Mm. Whereas a web designer who does does websites for dentists, most of them, you know, the the ones who niche down seem to, it's easy to market, right? You know who your yeah. ads are going to, you know who you're providing content for, you know, kind of your target audience really intimately, mm. um, and that's why that's why we've gone with web designers because we were web designers and we know the space well. We can provide content that helps people. Like that's kind of our content strategy. I don't know if you've seen our blog, but it's got nothing yeah. to do with getting content from clients. No. Uh, you know, it's all about project management or getting more clients or, you know, the stuff that, you know, it's just stuff that we understand because we've been in this business. Uh, and then that's why we, you know, have gone with web design as our sort of target audience for this. I've just, um, I'm just in the process. I'm very close now. Thank, thank the Lord of um, <laughs> buying a new house and mm-hmm. man alive, the paperwork required <laughs> for buying a new house in this country is oh, yeah. just astonishing and it really is it's a it's a it's a content gathering exercise um you know i need to sign this document and then it needs to come back and my wife needs to sign it and then anyway blah 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 <laughs> the point is it goes on and on um i can totally see because it's such a blank canvas and essentially you're dragging in a bunch of fields like a text field or an image field or a, a who knows whatever field you might have a, a word document mm. field or something it feels to me as if this could um, morph, but if you, do you feel kind of okay? If we hunker down and we niche out on web developers, do you think you're going to cut that off at the knees? You mean as in cut off the potential? Yeah. For other do you think you will? In? You know, somebody comes to your website and the marketing is all aimed at web developers and web designers. Do you think it's possible you might turn people away who otherwise could? Who knows that maybe the niche of engineers is exactly the one that's going to make you the millionaire. <laughs> Yeah, look, that's always a worry, and that's why I've had so many debates about this. <laughs> um, there's no, I, don't, I think, easy answer to this one. Um, you know, I think there's enough web designers out there that are interested in this to make it, you know, worthwhile going down that road for now, especially because we know that space uh, so well. Uh, but I, I think there's still the opportunity to have other industry pages, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. like. Um, I've seen uh, companies do that where they'll, you know, like a scheduling tool or something and they'll be scheduling for people that do house cleaning and then they'll have a bunch of pages about scheduling for painters and scheduling for, I don't know, handymen and other stuff like that. Uh, so we could go down that road. Um, but yeah, I think that the thing is, if you're trying to target all those people on one page, uh, you might turn them all off. Yeah, that's that's the flip side. <clears throat> yeah, it's an it's difficult to know, isn't it? It's only when you've reached a certain magnitude and you're a household name that you uh, that you can forget about all that niching down. I guess in the meantime, yeah, in order right. to grow it. Um, so yeah, I, I think 
fabulous potential. Um, I, I'm not finished here, but it kind of what I'm about to say sounds like I'm finishing the interview, but it's not the case. <laughs> if you um, if you want to go um, and check it out, if if gathering content from your clients is a uh, an issue, uh, content snare is it contentsnare.io dot com dot com okay so yeah. con- contentsnare.com uh, to check it out so yeah well, well maybe we put that little thing to bed and talk about something else so um how did you build it who did you build it with how much fun have you had doing it <laughs> <laughs> um oh man yeah it, it's it's so funny you know like i'm big on the whole sort of minimum viable product mvp thing and and because we started, we came up with this idea in, you know, like it's like November or something last year. And it was, I really wanted to get something small out, you know, and have it launched by about March. But it kind of just grew um, as these kind of projects do. I uh, got out, got a bit out of hand. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's been actually a lot of fun because... I guess because we're an established company versus a startup, like the, we've, the the couple of bits of software we built previously, we didn't really have much of a budget. So we really did have to sort of cut corners and make the minimum, absolute minimum we could to launch. Um, but this time, because we are an established company, we had a bit more, I guess, freedom in, you know, like we actually got a UX guy in to, mm. to apply all the, you know, latest principles about, you know, what you, how UX should be, um, Granted, we couldn't put that all into the app itself because, you know, uh, we'd still be developing about six months from now. But, you know, it's all in our <laughs> roadmap. Um, yeah, and then we had, you know, like it designed up really nicely. And um, don't don't look at the website, though. I did that in about an hour and a half and it looks like crap. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's getting redone. <laughs> the uh, but, the the UI the UX in the app is is exactly what you'd expect. You know, it's it's just it's really nice. Actually, I like it. So uh, yeah, you, success, <laughs> total success. Yeah, like and and that was I remember when we first got those designs back, and like oh, I was so happy. You know, like it, <laughs> it's good when you've got someone else to do all, <laughs> do all this stuff and to provide their perspective. And, yep. Like we, I saw them and I was like, man, this is why you pay people to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to do a good job yeah otherwise it's Um, gonna look cheap and nasty yeah but then to be honest you know i kind of um i split up from actually testing and even looking at the product for a long time and because my business partner fell into the the development and testing role uh and i fell into the marketing and you know pre-launch mode so for a long time i haven't even seen what the product did uh, didn't know how it was going, and then so I pretty much started digging in maybe about a month ago. <laughs> You're um, just like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, like you would have started not much longer after yeah. after um, I had my first play. Uh, you know, but I've been digging in quite a bit over the last sort of week, recording videos. Like we're we're going to create a video that people can send to their clients on how to use the app. Nice. Um, yep. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so I've been playing around with it quite a lot now, and you know, I'm just like, "Yep, this is exactly what I wanted it to be." <laughs> yeah, um, it's just funny that yeah, our product, and I didn't even know what it was going to be until a month ago. <laughs> so, so who have you got? Who you've got your one business partner who basically built it all, and you've got this UX guy. So, is it just the three of you essentially? Uh, no, so there's quite a few developers involved. Well, um, I think right now there's two or three. At that, um, I think the peak period we had three on there. Um, so I, I mentioned to you, I think it was offline before that we do a lot of sort of custom development uh, in Angular and Ruby on Rails. 
Uh, and so that's, we had an existing team uh, for that. So we kind of just repurposed a couple of the guys onto Content Snare for a while in between projects. And But my uh, business partner, is uh, he's kind of like the technical lead, if you want to use that terminology. Yep. Um, yeah, and so it, it's kind of just happened over time. Was I, he, he's become like the delivery guy, the, the back-end guy, and I've sort of become the, the, the person that gets the leads in, um, yeah. which, you know, I read a book just you know we kind of naturally fell into that but there's a book called rocket fuel uh which talks about this exact combination for businesses um to have the visionary integrator as the two different roles um and that's kind of where we fell in and it's worked really well the um the the, when you said that you sort of said that you came up with the idea in november and you wanted something Mm. out by march now obviously i don't build this stuff for a living never have and in fact i don't really know anybody professionally that does it but that seems like a really ambitious time scale four months so you've ended up more like six or seven months or eight months or whatever um during that time has it been like plain sailing have you had you know happiness or have you wanted to just jack the whole lot in of the big roadblocks on the way killer things that came along and bit you that you didn't know about (laughs) no it's actually been uh fairly smooth compared to some of the other things we've built in the past (laughs) um (laughs) you know like we had a because you know i think the critical step in this one was the the ux you know getting that right from the beginning makes such a difference when you've got you know the exact screens that you've got to build from day one then the developers know what they've got to work off like if you talk to my business partner i'm sure he'd tell you something differently (laughs) something different (laughs) like i know he's had to ride the developers pretty hard you know because sometimes they they uh they'll go off on their own little tangents so you really have to um i mean it's with any software project right like if you've got a got developers working on it they might have their own ideas and so you kind of need that qa the quality assurance person in the middle to, to to make sure everyone's on the same path do you all sit in the same office or are you all disparate? Oh, no. You're all spread no, out? No, definitely not. No, so me and my business partner see each other, well, prior to Content Snare development, we saw each other about once every three months. Oh, okay. Uh, even though we're in the same city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we use a, Slack, a chat system called Glip, which is like a Slack competitor. Yep. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, that we pretty much just talk you know, by, by phone uh, and but we're the only two in this city. Um, we've got a WordPress team in the Philippines and we've got a uh, dev team in Russia and Ukraine for all the um, the custom stuff. I see. Okay, so it really is spread out. And these are guys that mm. you've used in the past and you've come to trust and rely on them and so on and so forth, yeah. Um, yeah, like and it's because we've had them long enough and we've had enough projects, they are pretty much full-time for us, which I think is, is a big difference than doing sort of contract development. So... so- Literally, how do you manage that? How do you deploy the kernel of an idea out to these guys? Was the first step just scoping out where all the, you know, what the purpose was and then seeing if you could sort of technically achieve it? How did you go from the kernel of an idea in November to, here you go, guys, build this? (laughs) I'm probably not the best person to talk to, to be honest. My business partner was, like I said, he was really across the development. Mm. I kind of just got the secondhand stuff from him. Mm. But... Like I know pretty much what I just described with the the UX coming first. Uh, I think that was a really big, um, you know, that put everything in the right direction really quickly. And then it was just sort of planning out the features. Uh, you know, me and him sort of sat down and decided what was version one and what wasn't. You know, like that we've got a huge list of things we still got to build. 
Mm. Uh, but you know, it's it gets to the point where if we did all that, we'd be still developing a year from now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been a big process of just culling things uh, that that weren't going to make version one, and then just you know prioritizing those, building them in one at a time. You know, starting with the most logical things like user authentication and and you know, and then the form builder or whatever is the next thing, and and then just getting those bits right and and honestly testing and checking as regularly as possible to make mm. sure everyone's going in the right direction. Otherwise, things get out of hand pretty quickly. So the the product at the minute absolutely does what it says on the tin. You know, it um you 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 upload your content and it and it kind of like uh, you know you've got the options to approve it and so on and so forth. What did you? What did you leave out? What was in the cull that you kind of thought, nah, this is going to wait? Uh, it can be a lot of different things. Like even small stuff, right? Like um, apparently one of the, the new big things you're supposed to do in UX, you know, the old way uh, of if you do an action, you might have an are you sure a JavaScript pop up or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently the way you're supposed to do that kind of thing now is just do it and then have an undo. Yeah. I can so, see that. Yep. Yeah, so that's apparently, you know, a much better user experience, and I can see that. Um, but technically, that's, you know, not the easiest thing to implement. Hmm. So even just small stuff like that hasn't made it in. Um, you know, there's there's certain things around uh, we wanted to do pre-built templates, like, uh, you know, a contact page. It's pretty standard across a lot of agencies, right? So yes. um, to actually have the option for someone to go, I just want to suck in a con- uh, contact page. Yeah. Um, we're in the process of doing that, so that might make launch. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, that was just one of those things. It's like it's not required to make this thing operational and make it useful for people. It sure it makes it a lot more useful, but uh, you know, it's just again, you got to you've got to choose what to cull. <laughs> I could probably pull up the list. There's, there's that many things in there. <laughs> I would be so bad at doing the cull. I would literally <laughs> want everything to be in. <laughs> I just couldn't oh, do yeah. it. Like the template thing, as soon as you said it, it was like, yeah, that's completely essential. There's no way we can launch <laughs> it without that. That would be such a time saver for everybody. But you're right. Yeah. How long does it take me to build that content um, contact us page or the about us page? And the truth is, once I know the UI, I reckon I could probably pull that off in a minute, maybe three. You know, that's the sort yeah. of time, time save, uh, scale, isn't it? And presumably, I, I confess I haven't played with it enough to know if this is true or false. Presumably, there's some way of saving that template um, and say, okay, this is my contact us template. Here it is. I'm just going to use this one forevermore. That's right. So that was an MVP item. You know, without that, it would be like a pretty big, um, <laughs> pretty big problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, like to recreate it every time. Yeah. But then you've got other like really pretty important major functionality that didn't make number one, like uh, sorry, version one, like a WordPress plugin to be able to upload pages into WordPress. You know, like that'd be incredibly helpful. Oh man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that really exactly. would. I have to say, um, I'm I'm kind of like um. Like a lot of the people who listen to this, um, I use a page builder a lot now. Um, and in particular, I use one called Beaver Builder, which um, oh, yeah. potentially would make that more of an obstacle for, for, for you guys. But sort of sucking it across without having to copy-paste, copy-paste, even if it just entered into the you know the, the, the content area would be something. 
Um, yeah, that. Oh, <laughs> you see, there's another one right there. I'm gonna. No, it's absolutely essential. You can't drop that. I like like this. I'll read you item number thirty-four on the feature list. Integration <laughs> two, number one, Beaver Builder. Hey, two, not thirty-four. That's WordPress. number three. <laughs> Three advanced custom fields for WooCommerce. Yeah. They're on our list. Oh, man, I want to know what's in between 4 and 33 in that case, because Beaver oh, for that's... me would be right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is so many things. Hey, yeah. like, you just, you don't realize until you get this far in, and you're like, man, there's just, like, the amount of small little things that build up. Uh, and then, you know, like a dashboard page to show you the overall progress of everything. You know, yes. that's been requested quite a bit. Yep. Uh, we don't have that there yet. <laughs> now, that's quite typical, isn't it, actually? You know, the, the yeah, yeah. an overarching study of everything that's going on. In my case, because it's just me, I can kind of forego that absolutely and completely because I can keep that stuff in my head because I've got two or three clients bobbling at the same time. Uh, but if you're an agency... I guess if you've got 15, 20 things going on and 17 members of staff trying to, then a dashboard page would be super handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's right. And that's why, you know, it sort of hasn't made, because we, we've surveyed, uh, I guess, everyone that's on the list so far. And I think we're about, about 80% of people uh, are kind of in that solo to maybe one or two contractors range. Right. So that only you ever got sort of, you know, five projects waiting on content maybe max yeah. at a time. So. Well, it kind of feels like that's the pain point for somebody like me because it's just me. Um, yes. I I lose massive amounts of productive time to doing this thing, whereas if I've got an office full of 12 other members of staff, presumably um, you can you know, you know can allocate the role to that person, right? You are responsible for gathering content and or, or even build your own solution, um, I guess. So go on, what else have you got on the list? WooCommerce? Mm. And... Uh, that was just the integration line, uh, those four things. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but even this is a funny one, like the ability to edit existing templates. Um, yep. So, you know, you talked about just saving a contact uh, page as a template. At the moment, um, you know, if you want to edit that, you have to pull that into a request, make a few changes and save it over the top of the old one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you because know, we don't have that. It's another interface that we just didn't have time to create. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, what else have we got? Download everything as a zip. Yeah. Um, See, oh. these are all essential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, team members—the ability to put more, um, more team members in there so, and add approval processes. Oh, you can leave you know, that out. That's fine. That's not essential. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Web hooks. So, oh, so yeah, when, quite uh, essential. <laughs> in it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, I think how far down the list are we here? We're at sixty two. That's a, that, I'm 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 delighted though. It's really I think for people that are listening to this, the fact that you've got a roadmap and it's so I mean we don't know what the vast majority of them are, right? But um, yeah. you've got sixty two items on the list. You you you're in this, right? You aren't going away. You're going to stick with this and sort of keep oh yeah keep totally. going. Yeah, provided you... a bunch of people sign up. Yeah, and turns <laughs> there's, there's well, the like... Rob. Speaking of well, like signing was... up. Have, yeah. Are you still are you still accepting beta um, people now? I, I should probably caveat this with: we record this episode and then it goes out some weeks later. So, yes. on what date of the year are you planning to put this live? The current target is the nineteenth of June. Ah, okay, uh, so. Where we just used today that might make that pretty difficult. Okay. Um, 
but that's that's the target um yeah and i think by then it probably won't be beta anymore and to be honest i'm not sure if we're inducting any more beta people anyway because we've got enough people in there to get the feedback we need Uh, we just need to sort of make some changes see how it goes and push it out so if it's the 20th of june 2017 um we're on the real product what's the what's your ambitions for um pricing and tiers and all of that usual stuff that we get to see when we get to the pricing screen yeah well we're we're thinking uh and i mean i won't hold you to this nor will anybody else (laughs) well they probably will but (laughs) we're fairly confident on our pricing now so uh, we're going to start at 29, uh, f- and that's going to be, like I said, 80% of our audience uh, are going to be in that that range, um, which is up, f- I think it's up to five projects or five open requests. Um, yeah. And then we're going to have tiers, I think, at 10 and 20 projects um, at uh, 49 and 69, I believe. But um, anyone on the launch list, uh, so anyone that's... <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. So by the time this goes live, that might not exist anymore, but there will be a launch, <laughs> a launch discount that's going to go out. <laughs> um, um, and so I'm sure it'll be active. Yeah. Uh, w- within those price brackets. So let's say that I, I hop in at $29 and I've got five projects. My, my guess is that those projects just recycle around. I finish one project, uh, download it as a zip. <laughs> and then, uh, and then that one becomes vacant. I can wipe that clean and, and in comes project number six, which is in effect project number one is that that's kind of how it's going to work. Yeah. So you can yeah, basically, so it's, it's out. Yeah, you can spin five plates at a time. And are there any? Have you got any limitations within the software um, in terms of what I can actually do? Because I can imagine, you know, here I am uploading two and a half gigabyte uh, video files and you know, four K images and all of that kind of stuff. Is there any limitations inside of memory or usage or any of that? Not yet. Um, I think eventually we, we've got some other, you know things we want to build in later that might only come into effect on the higher plans like you know custom domains or um yeah i can't remember what else we've got in there like white labeling and changing the branding of the system and all that sort of stuff you know that's it's fair way down the track but those things i think are only going to be on the higher level plans but for now i mean it's pretty open we're obviously going to need to limit upload sizes because you know if people are putting two gigabyte things in there we're in trouble yeah (laughs) suddenly your, your bucket gets full yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's um, yeah. I mean, that seems to be like an industry standard pricing. I'm guessing when you say dollars, you're talking American dollars. Yeah, um, I think that's kind of what we've done with all our other software yeah. products, just because it's it's almost become a standard, right? Um, yeah, it has sometimes. I mean, absolutely typical, Sorry. isn't it? Yeah, I think that's that seems to be re- really fair. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you've got anything else to to add, I think I've asked everything that I would like to ask. Um, so I'll I'll just hand it over to you if you want to speak and just sort of plug and talk about anything. Jeez, I think I've done enough plugging. I feel like all the time to talk about content. <laughs> no, sense, do you so. know what? It's it's really interesting though because that was the purpose of this entire thing—not to plug, oh, but sorry. to but to to talk about this thing because I I I'm really excited about it. I know that there's a there's a well. I've spoken um, to some other people in this group and in different Facebook groups about this exact problem. 
um, on countless occasions. The, the I guess the 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 issue for um, for all of them and me is the the price over you know price over worth kind of argument and for me it just seems like yeah that's that's going to help me out a great deal that seems like it's cuz to me i've got to save what an hour a month essentially um which yeah, as you said and doesn't and that's kind of go on you've got a very good um, mindset there you know like that's kind of how i've um taken you know that's how i make software purchase or anything purchase decisions as well you know like if if something it's the 10x rule uh, is is how most people try to price their SaaS products. You know, like if you value your time at 50 bucks an hour and you're going to save 10 hours, that's 500 bucks divided by 10. You're at 50. So um, that's I think a pretty good rule. But like I, I'm happy to get any time back possible at this point point in my yep. business because we're you know when we're we're spinning like you said spinning plates uh, before. You know if you're trying to do so many things at once. Uh, sometimes it can just help to claw back an hour or two or three. Um, yeah. And the thing about this one is it gen- genuinely for me is a massive time sock um, in completely unexpected ways. L- like I've said, you know, sometimes it's piece of cake. They just get it and they give me the stuff and I'm absolutely happy. And other times it's a nightmare that can just drag on and on. And the, the point of your solution is that the whole thing is just automated. You've got to, you've kind of got to go and look at a video of how it works, I suppose, to really understand it. But basically the client fills out fields and clicks, yeah, I've done it. And then you go back in and say, yeah, fine, 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 fine. And, uh, and then you've got all your content. And if you haven't got your content, like you said, the automation says, come on, give us your content and <laughs> so an hour saved for me and it's not really an hour saved it's it's just got me an hour to do other stuff i can actually be productive and in that yeah. hour i can earn the money back plus something um, that's the kicker and yeah. for me it's stress too you know like I, I i'm i find the more i'm jumping between different things uh the more i stress out and <laughs> so anything i can offload <laughs> i love it yeah and we, we were talking uh, before this started i think although it's not a massive move there is there is definitely a move in the communities that i hang out in to go to a productized service so in other words the website build is a product and you buy a package of let's say two thousand dollars a thousand dollars whatever and as much of that whole process is automated and then you might even go as far as building that entire website in a day and if you have to be putting in hours chasing the content before that website build day comes around well your profit margins just evaporating fast and mm. and so something like this oh yeah you know set it and forget it it's great yeah that's the plan and you know that's that's going to be a challenge over time too you know to make sure that that because there's i think there will always be some clients that you know this is not going to be a magic pill for mm-hmm. uh so eventually i'd like to sort of experiment with some kind of i don't know like gamification or something like that yeah. and try and be able to it's an to essential get... <laughs> <laughs> gamification number two one years <laughs> well honestly james it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you i hope we haven't kept you up too late what time is it where you are Nah, it's only seven o'clock. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to I have dinner. No, <laughs> no apologies needed then. Um, nope. But it's been an absolute pleasure um, having you on the call and talking about this product, which I'm hoping um, I'm going to be able to use and other people just like me are going to be able to use. Contentsnare.com. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. And what we do at the end of this uh, at the end of the podcast is we fade in some really awful cheesy music. And we actually had a poll in the in the Facebook group, and it was categorically voted that the cheesy music has to stay. <laughs> Everybody likes the cheesy music at the end. It was like ten to one or something. I, I I had a um I listen to your podcast and others at the gym sometimes and I've had to stop doing that because I think I had a laugh during one of your uh, outros <laughs> right in the middle of a set and uh, that didn't go too well. No, that, that, oh, thank you. I'm glad you you are the the third listener of the podcast. It's great. Um, right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fade in the music and uh, say goodbye from me, Nathan Wrigley at PictureandWord.co.uk and. James from Content Snare at contentsnare.com. Thank you, Nathan. Nice one. Have a nice day. Bye.